You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, hello. Welcome in. Happy Easter weekend. Hopefully you all had wonderful time with your families, etc., etc. There was a lot going on in the sports world over the weekend. We have a lot to discuss. We are going to recap the Final Four we're going to talk about some surprises for Major League Baseball's opening weekend, a Tom Brady rookie card sold for another record, and, of course, Aaron Rodgers starts on Jeopardy this week. So we have some things that we are going to discuss. This is my solo show for the week, and then Chris will have his later on. We will still be having the Monday live show, the Monday afternoon live show. But before we do that, if you would so kindly, go ahead and hit that like button if you are watching on YouTube uh, if you are on the podcast, etc., make sure you are subscribed. The same thing with YouTube, all the other channels. Uh, but make sure you're subscribed, that you like the show, that you share it out, tell a friend, jump in the comments, everything else. We are going to go ahead and get started. Let's rock and roll. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. It's Monday, April the 5th. I'm Gary. This is Winning Cures Everything, and you are looking or listening to a fully vaccinated man. That's right. I have my COVID-19 vaccination card. I am rocking and rolling. That is how this thing goes. So I uh, I feel good. I got to tell you, before we kick into the actual sports news, before what's happening in the sporting world, uh, that thing kicked my absolute butt, man. It kicked my rear end. Saturday, so I got it on Friday about noonish, and by Saturday morning, I was worthless. I'm talking, I got it in my left arm. My arm was sore all day Saturday. Had no issues Friday the rest of the day, but when I got up on Saturday, I mean, it was it was hard to function, and it wasn't you know it wasn't a cold or anything like that. It was just I was drained. I felt awful, like I I was sluggish. I mean, it was just awful. Uh, Sunday, not so bad, but it's still not quite myself. I think by, 
you know, Monday morning, get into work. Everything should be fine. I should be good to go. But I am fully vaccinated. Hopefully all of you are as well. And we can get on the other side of this thing. That's uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to full stadiums in the fall for football. I'm looking forward to getting out to some baseball games this summer. All kinds of things. So, of course, uh, we have a lot to talk about. College basketball's Final Four was this weekend. Let's go ahead and discuss that. Uh, the first thing on that, how about the Gonzaga-UCLA game? I was dead wrong on my pick on this. I thought Gonzaga was going to be able to just wipe the floor with them. And and here's the thing. Gonzaga played a pretty good game. If you go and look, I've told you all about this before. Follow on Twitter, at ShotQuality. According to the quality of the shots that were taken, Gonzaga should have scored 98 points. And they scored 91. Or 93. That seems to make sense, right? So it's, it's close. They missed some shots that they probably should have made, whatever, etc., the other side of this is UCLA, according to the shots that they took, should have scored 78 points, and they scored 90. Or sorry, sorry, Gonzaga scored 93 points, and, and they should have scored 98. UCLA should have scored 78 points, and they scored 90. That is absolutely incredible. Their mid-range game was unbelievable. On the season, they averaged 49.9% from two-point. And in this game, they shot damn near 65%. Just unbelievable. Uh, the, the MVP of the game was Joel Ayayi, and he was unreal. I mean, just unreal, but he wasn't even the star of the game. Uh, the guy that made uh, the, the most clutch shot, of course, Jalen Suggs, hitting the half-court shot at the buzzer to win the game. But uh, Andrew Nimhard hit a three that, that, you know, got it to where it was. It, it, there were so many clutch plays in this game. Johnny Juzang was unbelievable again. He had such a ridiculous run in this NCAA tournament. Cody Riley uh, showed out in a way that I did not think that he was capable of. Uh, 14 points here. I mean, he he had, uh, let's see, uh, offensive rebounds. He had two. He had eight defense rebounds, so 10 total rebounds on him. I'm looking at the Kim Palm box score, by the way. Um, I mean, Hamey Haikes. Like, just ridiculous. Like, I, he had 19 points. Tiger Campbell, um, he had 17 points. I just, I did not see this coming from UCLA. They played out of their minds in this game, and it made it so much more entertaining. Because the first game, I absolutely was a dud. And we'll talk about that uh, here in just a minute. But I think the the only game that was worth talking about was was the Zags and, and the Bruins. Mick Cronin, what he did in this tournament... I don't know how he did it. I will never understand it. And we see this every year, right? Anytime that we have the NCAA tournament, there's a team that turns it on and does something completely unexpected. And UCLA making it to this point was unexpected. But the way that they played in this game against... this Now, we call... We, we've said this on our show many, many times about Alabama football. It's, let's see, joyless murder ball is what they call it. There's no emotion. It's just this constant, you know, whipping of teams over and over and over again. And teams of, or fans of other teams look at it and think that there is no fun in that. But when you have a situation like this, remember Gonzaga had never been in a game this close. There were no clutch moments for them. They had won 29 of their prior 30 games by double digits. 29 out of 30. 
So none of them had come down to the wire. They had not had to be tested at all. There was no adversity for them all season. Even the game that that they won by single digits was still multiple possessions. It didn't come down to a last-minute possession. It didn't come down to uh, a game-tying three or a a, a game-winning buzzer beater or anything like that. They are undefeated, and they have destroyed everybody except for UCLA. And who would have possibly seen this coming? USC beat UCLA twice this season. And and one at their house and all that. And now, we can talk about this in a minute with the buzzer beaters. But UCLA is not as good as USC. And Gonzaga, in just the game before this, just a few days ago, wiped the floor with USC. I mean, it wasn't even a game. It wasn't close. And in this situation, at UCLA... How heartbreaking is it to lose this way, right? You lose your regular season finale to USC on a buzzer-beating three-pointer at home. And then the Alabama game in the Sweet 16, just two games ago, they lose, or not lose, but they end up having to go to overtime after they feel like they've won the game based on a half-court buzzer-beater that goes in and sends it to overtime. And then in this spot, you score a bucket to tie the game with three seconds left, and then the defense doesn't get back. They don't guard Jalen Suggs. And with 3.3 seconds left, that is enough time for three dribbles to get up the court. And if anybody had gotten in his way, if anybody had guarded him, made him side dribble, anything like that, one, it makes the shot extremely more difficult. And two, it makes it where it's, it's, you may not even get a shot off if he doesn't have a chance to actually line it up. From where he was, he just drove straight and and actually was able to square up to shoot the ball. So UCLA, in that position, had one blunder in that spot, and it cost them the ballgame. And that sucks, man. It, it, the, the luck that you have to lose your, your regular season finale, to have another game in the NCAA tournament in the Sweet 16 that was forced into overtime after you thought you had won it, uh, all on buzzer-beating three-pointers. That is crazy. And and two of them, two in the NCAA tournament, you you had from basically half court or 35 feet, somewhere around there. It, the luck on that is insane. But Gonzaga, I mean, showed again. At, right now, it, it does make the Monday night game a little more interesting, right? Because these are the two teams that we have thought about this entire time. It's been Gonzaga and Baylor from the word go, they were preseason number one and number two. They were supposed to play back in December. There was a COVID pause. They didn't get to play the game. And I think it's probably better that they didn't. Instead, we you know we don't have a revenge factor here. We don't have this game that we've already seen. I think that would have taken some of the shine off of it. I think this could be an absolute classic on Monday night with Gonzaga and Baylor. The line right now is four and a half in favor of Gonzaga. And, and look, there are a lot of people that are looking at it going, you know, uh, Baylor's kind of killing everybody right now. They they are steamrolling teams, and Gonzaga just played, you know, UCLA in 11 seed, just got taken to overtime, had to win on a on a buzzer beater. You know, is there value with the four and a half? Eh, you know, we'll, we'll make a pick on the Monday Live show. But uh, what an absolute gem of a game. I, we, we talked in our group chat with Chris and myself and, and our Westlot Pirates buddies about whether or not this was a a top three NCAA tournament game of all time. And I, I talked about, you know, all right, so there's the Leitner game. We discussed that one. 
that was, you know, Kentucky and Duke, but that was a, a regional game. So is this the best Final Four game of all time? And it's very possible that it was because the other one that we were thinking of was Villanova in North Carolina. That was 77-74 just a couple of years ago, or a few years ago. And that one was for a national title, so obviously that one meant more because if, if Gonzaga doesn't win on Monday night, then this game, not to say it was meaningless, obviously it got them to a national title game, but they were just there a couple of years ago as well. So, you know, we'll we'll see what the meaning of this game actually was, but I think as far as a classic game goes, it absolutely was, was top three. Uh, certainly top five. I think it was absolutely top three. It could have been the best of all time. I don't remember a Final Four game that was as good as this one. Uh, and if we're going by round specific, I, I think that's the way that it has to go. But I, I don't remember being as entertained during a ball game as I was with this one. Mick Cronin uh, deserves all the hype and the accolades and whatnot that he's going to get after this tournament run. Uh, I don't know that another coach deserves it, honestly. I mean, it, it, what he went through at Cincinnati and moving over to Westwood, I think this is awesome. I think this is great. He's always been a great coach. We talked about it last week. He had had trouble getting out of that first weekend. He had only reached the Sweet 16 once, never beyond that. This season, he makes it all the way to a Final Four in just his second year uh, at UCLA. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. Gonzaga, Mark Few, now has a chance to win his first national championship. Of course, Scott Drew doing the same thing. But, uh, but man, how, how bananas of a game was that? I absolutely loved it. All right, let's move on from there. Uh, the, the Houston-Baylor game, I mean, what is there to say? Like, Baylor absolutely wiped the floor with them. It was not close. 78-59, to 59, the final. Uh, Houston, what where they really, really got burned was the first half. And they played them about even in the second half. But once you go down 45-20 to 20 at the half, it's done. It's over. It's kaput. There's nothing else you can do there. They, they gave up too many threes. And I, I brought this up on Friday's show, right? I said, I don't know that Houston has seen anything like this Baylor team all season. And I think it's going to hurt them early. And once they got acclimated to it, yeah, they were fine. I mean, they they took it from a 25-point deficit at the half to only losing by 19. So they outscored them by six in the second half. But if you lose the game by 19 points, does it really matter? And once you're down 25, the game's done. You are not going to be able to come back on this Baylor team like that. They only Houston only scored 59 points in the game. 59 points. And the only player that kept them in it was Marcus Sasser. He had 20 points. He was 5-9 and nine from 3, but in the first half, he was the only one that was able to score. It was insane to watch. So I, uh, I do think the two best teams are there, and I am excited to be able to see it. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. 
That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So let's move on to Major League Baseball's opening weekend. And we're just going to talk about some of the surprises. Obviously, it's just the first weekend. we got 162 games in a season. Uh, you got 159 more or 158, depending on the team, et cetera, et cetera. But these are some of the surprises. And we'll go ahead and break that down right now. The first one was the Atlanta Braves, who were, you know, a, a, not a dark horse pick, but one of the favorites to win the NL pennant this year. They started out 0-3. Um, I mean, they, a six-run differential? I mean, that's that's insane. That's a, I don't know that anybody expected this out of them. I I just I, I thought that they were going to come out uh, a little hotter than they did. And instead, and I wrote down that they played the Reds. I think it was actually the uh, the Cardinals that played the Reds, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, I'm actually looking that up as we speak just to see exactly what it was. Uh, Braves against the, oh, it was the Phillies. Phillies. So they, they lost 2-1, to one, they lost 4 to nothing, and they lost 3-2. to two. That's not how you want to start out. And yes, it was all on the road, and I get it, and there's still plenty of time left, but you never want to start a season 0-3. That's It feels like a death knell. And on top of that, it looks like the game on Monday against the Nationals has been postponed. There's COVID issues going on with the Nats. They have not gotten to play yet. You you can't even get the, the negative smell you know out of your nose. You can't do anything. You just got to sit around and wait and say, man, we have lost three games to start this season. We got to get these things back. And now you just got to wait on it. So is it what it is on that? The Red Sox starting out 0-3 against the Orioles. And, whoo, man, a 13-run differential there. The Orioles, and they I feel like Baltimore does this every year. They seem to come out on fire to start the season. They take somebody by surprise. I think it was the Yankees last year. They do this all the time. They just they come out and and nobody expects them to do anything. They all say that the roster is awful and blah 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 blah, and they come out and and they are smoking for you know the first few weeks, and then they come back to reality and everything's normal. But it, I know it's at least been two straight years now. But man, uh, the Red Sox starting out zero three the way that they did that is that's not how you want things to go. That is definitely not how you want things to go. The Yankees one and two. Against the Blue Jays. And Chris, of course, called for this. He he called that the Blue Jays were going to make the World Series this year. And the Yankees started out, it was only a one-run differential in the three games. And the Yankees were one and two. So they were close. But man, again, not how you want to start a season. Now, the way that you do want to start a season, the Houston Astros, 4-0 and oh against the Oakland A's. And, I mean, it's not just that they won four games in a row to start the season. It is that they beat the ever-loving crap out of them for four straight games, plus 26 in the scoring differential. That is a lot of runs. 
that is so many runs. And I, I don't know that there were a ton of expectations for the A's this year, but beating any baseball team by 26 total runs over a four-game winning streak, over a four-game series, I mean, that's that's next level. That's next level stuff. So, interesting stuff to start off Major League Baseball's opening weekend. It was fun to get baseball back. It was nice to have it on the TV, kind of hanging out in the background. Obviously, I was watching some FCS football for our SBR stuff. But I, you can see behind me a little bit. I've got four TVs here. Uh, I, I've got plenty of TVs to be able to turn on and watch different sports. So, to have it on one of the screens was really nice. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Let's move on from there. And we are going to talk about another record that was set for a rookie card, a rookie athletic card, the Tom Brady rookie card, sold for $2.25 million over the weekend. It was a 2000 Playoff Contenders Championship rookie ticket card. Now, this same type of card sold for $1.32 million back in March, but the card, that card was graded an 8 and the autograph grade was a 10 on that one. This one uh, was number 99 out of 100. There's only 100 of these cards made, uh, or of this type of card, this specific card. It's graded an 8.5 on this one, so that's a, a half point better grade. However, the autograph on it was only graded a 9. Now, to me, I don't understand that. Like, I, I, don't, I don't get the grading system. I will never figure that out. Uh... Is it because he wrote with a better pen? Is it you know, what, what exactly is the issue here? But uh, but this one was graded a nine on the autograph. Uh, the first one was bought by Fitbit CEO James Park. This one, the buyer has decided to remain anonymous, and I don't know that I blame him. I, I could never explain to my wife why I would buy a trading card of any type, baseball, football, anything. It could be a, a Batman card. It could be, you know, I'm I'm big into Ren and Stimpy and, and stuff like that. Mickey Mouse, whatever. I, there's nothing on this planet that I could buy for that amount of money. Even if we were just, you know, had money trees out in the yard. There's nothing that I could explain to my wife why we spent $2.25 million on a little tiny piece of paper that had somebody's autograph on it. That would never make sense to her. And I don't blame her for that because I don't know that it makes sense to me. Because I'm I'm I like collectibles. I like, you know, little stuff. I've got here. I've got a little Joker collectible that you can see. But that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Why like I, I, I could not I could not justify it. So I don't blame the buyer for remaining anonymous. I think most of these guys should remain anonymous, <laughs> to be honest. So so another record has been set in the trading card market. And I think it will only continue to go up. For whatever reason, these things have been hyped over the last few months. They are setting records left and right with NBA cards, with football cards, with uh, baseball, etc. People are spending more money on them. It's becoming a, a you know, a, a pretty trendy market. And, and I would expect that to continue as we go along. Let's close out today's show by talking about Mr. Aaron Rodgers. He will be hosting Jeopardy this week, and there are so many questions abound. So many questions. And I I don't know if we should even take this seriously, but there is the idea that he could retire from the NFL to host Jeopardy. Now, if you just look at it on its surface, he only has however many years left 
in the NFL before his body gives out and he's not able to play at the level that he's playing at right now. Last year was an MVP type of season. He's still capable of playing like that. He's only 36 years old, 37, whatever it is. It, Tom Brady, you know, he he's well into, I'd say well into his 40s. He, he's got a while to go, but he Brady is significantly older than Rodgers is, but Brady is a unicorn. That's a whole other thing. You never know how long you have left in the NFL. One wrong hit can take you out. You know, with Jeopardy, you get this gig. I mean, you're making $10 million a year for the next 20, 30, 40 years. That doesn't seem like such a bad gig. So I don't know that I would blame him. Uh, If you look at it, he is extremely self-aware. He's smart. He is calculated. He's all of these different things, and he has been hyping up uh, for the last few days exactly how much he crushed his appearance on it. And I don't blame him for that. Like, he would not come out and say this if he didn't actually kill it, right? I can't wait to see what it actually looks like, what he sounds like, what he looks like. The pictures that I've seen, the interviews and whatnot, he looks the part. Like we know, He was on Jeopardy just a few years ago as a, uh, a celebrity guest and did fairly well. Like He's a pretty smart guy, and he loves this game. He loves trivia. He loves all of the stuff that goes into this. Um, the other side of this is, you know, could he be sending a message to the Packers? There was all this talk towards the end of last week about the fact that they have not extended him. They didn't uh, restructure his contract. They, they've done nothing with it. His contract runs out in 2023, or it goes through 2023. You know, they just signed a first-round draft pick that's going to be there for another five years. Are they going to want to try and move off of Aaron Rodgers? Are they going to, you know, what are they going to try and do? Is this a way to kind of show the Packers brass that he has other options? You know, the other guest hosts on this, um, I mean, it's there's there's a lot that uh, that are involved here. So let's talk about the other guest hosts. Ken Jennings uh, has already done it for quite a bit. Uh, you had Mike Richards, who was an executive producer on Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. You had Katie Couric. Um, journalist, New York Times bestselling author, all that kind of, you, you've all seen Katie Couric. You know, you all know who she is. Uh, Dr. Mehmet Oz, uh, you all know the Dr. Oz show. Then, of course, you've got Aaron Rodgers, who will be the next two weeks. After that, then you've got Anderson Cooper. you got Savannah Guthrie from NBC News Today. She's a co-anchor. You've got Mayim Bialik, who was on Big Bang Theory. She's TV's Blossom. You all know her. She's extremely smart. Bill Whitaker from 60 Minutes is after that. Dr. Sanjay Gupta, uh, CNN chief medical correspondent. Those are the other guest hosts. Uh, Somebody from this list is probably going to be the full-time Jeopardy host. And why not Aaron Rodgers? You know, who knows? So I I don't know that... uh, I don't know what the issue would be uh, with him and the Packers. You know, his appearance on SportsCenter over the weekend... I think it was Friday night. He said, so far, it's definitely been my team. I don't know if a lot of that's in my hands, was a quote. The team obviously has the power to do what they want. He, I don't know if he's perturbed with the Packers or what, but this is all incredibly interesting, and I'll be watching Jeopardy just to see what he looks like and to see what other news comes out of this. I, I fully expect him to be with the Packers this year, but would it surprise me if he decided to retire? I don't think so. 
he's a weird cat, man. He is cut from a different cloth, and you all know it, and I know it, and it wouldn't surprise me to see him decide to just hang it up and go do something else. If he's really good at this, why not? Why not? I wouldn't blame him for any of it. All right, that is going to wrap up the Sunday night, Monday morning uh, solo show for me. I very much appreciate all of you for listening. Chris, of course, will have his solo show ready for Wednesday morning or Tuesday evening. We are going to have our Monday afternoon live show on YouTube, Periscope, Twitch, and Facebook. So make sure that you tune in for that one. Like this show, like this video, it's the little thumbs up button down there, and make sure that you are subscribed to the channel. Of course, share the show out, tell your friends, go over to winningcureseverything.com, and have not mentioned it already, but go on and check out our college football show for this past week, and then the college football show coming up this week over at sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF, or you can find it on YouTube. Just search out sbrpicks, or you can look for Sportsbook Review. That is who we are doing that through. They are your college football gambling center. I'm telling you, fantastic stuff over there. So make sure that you go and check it out. We certainly appreciate all of you being here. Thank you for listening. And as always, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully all of your tickets cash this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.